Hello, all, and welcome to the Relationship Renovation Podcast. I'm Tara Kerwin. And my name is EJ Kerwin. And, you know, I'm, I'm excited about this episode because it is a topic that we, we deal with with couples, but also we hear a lot through our social media and through the podcast about. And that is, you know, what happens when two individuals are not exactly in the same place in the therapeutic process or even in the process of getting into the process and and what happens when there's that sort of disturbance in personal growth in a relationship and how do you cope if you're the person who really wants to get the process going and how do you cope maybe if you're the one that's that's a little more cautious about it yeah when when one partner's ready and one partner's not It can be very destabilizing for the coupleship itself. And our impulse to do this show, and I'm going to play this right now, is uh, is one of our listeners who left a voicemail through our show notes. There's a link in every single episode where you can type in questions or comments. We reply to all of those. But you can also leave a voice message that we will play on the show and respond to. So this comes from one of our listeners, and they gave us permission to play it on the show and sort sort of launch this episode. Hey guys, great podcast. Um, I just heard the comment on the newest episode about you're doing good and then just that moment happens and then it's all hope is lost. And that was kind of my marriage for a while when it was all, it was in my head. You know, my wife was looking at going to therapy and I, I wasn't ready yet. Um, so I just started writing and writing and writing. And then I actually ended up just publishing a book, but those moments to where momentum goes uh, definitely will absolutely destroy everything. But great podcast, and I wish you guys all the best of luck. Thank you, listener, for that very vulnerable and honest voicemail and for giving us the idea for this topic today. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it kind of combined two things is is we had a podcast a little bit ago talking about, you know, how things can just come and you think things are going really well and then you just get hit with a sidewind and it and it just kind of blows all of your confidence out in in your partner or in your relationship. And then, you know, he talked about which is really an important thing is, you know, here he was in a place where he was kind of stuck in his own head, Mm. you know, kind of not ready to take it out of there. And yet his partner was like, hey, I'm doing the work. Will you join in with me? And he just wasn't there yet. Right. And that's tough. Right, Tara? Have you have I I assume you've seen this quite a bit as well? Well, it's yeah, I, I when I do see it, it feels a little disheartening because obviously we always want both parties involved to be like both ready and motivated. But when you start to really unpeel it and see, you know, why maybe they're at different places in their process, that curiosity and the answers you find to that, like that's kind of what will at least connect those two individuals together if you can get to that place. Well, I think it's hard in those moments. You know, we talk a lot about empathy. We talk a lot about keeping an open heart to your partner. But I think it's really difficult in those moments where you're like, where you just want them to engage and you want them to jump into couples counseling or you want them to read some book that you feel like is going to have a positive effect on your relationship (laughs) and they just don't want to do it. (laughs) I have to share something funny because it brought up a couple like two years ago and she was way more motivated 
Hey, not so much. And so at night, she would put on earphones and put our podcast in his ear while he was sleeping. And (laughs) I said, I don't think that is the way to shift his level of motivation. (laughs) But she was so desperate for him because she wanted to just connect with him. And so let's kind of structure this because where do we want to start? Because I could see myself going in so many different areas of this. Well, I think on the practical side is one of the most frequent comments we get is, I want to go to couples counseling and my partner does not. Yes. You know, how do you respond to that as, you know, when somebody, maybe somebody comes into you for individual therapy, Tara, and they're like, I want my partner to come in and they just won't do it. I mean, my way of kind of helping them through that process is that we don't have control of the other person's process. What we do have control of is ourselves and how we react to and or try to process this uncomfortable situation or experience that the client is having. And so really, I try to help that individual uh, feel in control for themselves and not have that external like, well, if he or she isn't going to do it, then I'm just going to give up because that's just a place of, you know, you're not in control, you feel disempowered. And so I always say, listen, even if your partner is resistant to therapy and not willing, like we can make changes internally to help you feel like you have choices. Absolutely. I mean, I think that is so important because what you're talking about is you're helping that person move from disempowerment to empowerment, that their partner's unwillingness to jump in the process makes them feel powerless, that they're stuck and that that they just have to accept what's going on in their relationship. And what you're saying is that's not necessarily true, that, you know, systems theory tells us couples, families, it's a system, you know, just like the solar system. And they have orbits, right? But if one component of that system starts to make changes, the entire system is affected. Absolutely. And there's also, I always ask the question like, well, how are you talking to your partner about it around coming into couples counseling? And usually the way they're going about it, I don't mean to laugh at it because it's, but it's out of fear. And it's like, if we don't go to couples counseling, I'm going to separate from you or I'm going to divorce from you or bad things are happening. And then like just that message for the other person can be very overwhelming and scary. And so, you know, again, in this process where I'm helping them have an internal locus of control, feel in control. Well, then how do I state this need? Because I want to feel more connected to my partner. That's the whole reason people want to come into couples counseling. How do I state it in a way that's going to be more hearable to my partner? Instead of like, if we don't go to couples counseling, we're going to end up divorcing or separating and it's really bad and you need to look at this stuff that you're doing or I refuse, you know, it's like, hey, I noticed that we're really struggling with feeling connected at times and it would mean a lot for me if, you know, just to even go to one session together to hear what a professional might say. I mean, just softening it up a little can be so powerful. And so you just want to, you know, practice. How do I be more gentle in my approach instead of fear-based? Because if you're coming at me, EJ, like in this fear-based way, I am going to resist and withdraw and say no a thousand trillion times. Well, and it's going to reinforce the fact that this is going to be a negative experience. Absolutely. And what's so interesting is that there's a complete paradox here is, is because... Many people think going to couples counseling means that their relationship is nearly over, 
that yeah. that the highest likelihood is if we go in there and we really talk about these things that we've been avoiding, or every time we talk about it, it leads to conflict, that it will force us up against this wall that we're just going to have to separate. But the statistics are completely contrary to that. Like it still blows me away when I read this. It's like higher than a 90% success rate yeah. when couples go to couples counseling. Like, and that's that's consistent data over, over many years. Yeah. But that is not what a lot of people think of. No, and I'm, again, the message is, it's not that there's something wrong with you. It's not that there's something wrong with me. It's not that there's something wrong with us. We just don't have the skills or understanding to know how to manage or navigate whatever the situation is. And another big thing too is, I would love it if couples came in and they were like, oh, our relationship is good. We just want to be better. (laughs) That does not happen. For whatever reasons, humans change in times of crisis, right? I'm thinking of a consult that came in the other day and he came in by himself and he's like, I got home and my wife said she wanted a, a divorce and I had no idea things were bad. And so really like my passion is to get out into the community, the the world really to be like, do not wait for things to get that bad. And you might not even know it to just talk about your relationship, to be preventative, to learn skills when things are okay, or even when they're really good. Because if you don't, and you're not talking about things in your relationship and just asking the question, hey, are we okay? How are you feeling about us? You know, that curiosity Again, you could go years, months, whatever, building up these feelings of disconnection and loneliness, but you're not talking about it. And then bam, out of nowhere, you get sideswept. So so if you're a listener and you and you really want to get your partner into couples counseling and you either they've already told you they're not interested or you just have a sense, right? Let's talk about ways in which you might frame it that are more positive right because because if you come in with the whole if you don't go we're over that that reinforces their pre-existing fears right yeah absolutely yeah what are you smiling at i was just thinking about like to get partners in more like i just it was it's not true but like hey like i really just want to be able to have more sex with you <laughs> for like a partner the other partner is like really struggling because their intimacy is struggling but no don't do that no that's funny you could you could <laughs> use a part of that but i mean i think what you're saying there tara is that there has to be some reward that comes out of it right it, like if it's framed almost exclusively from a fear-based point, right? That like this is a word a crossroads. Yeah, that's not very tempting, you no. know. Because I think you always say this that like we want to stay in our own patterns, even if they're slightly dysfunctional. Right, it's comfortable. We're just used to it. It feels like familiar, even if it's dysfunctional. Yeah. One of the first ways we can approach it is just like, you know, you're going to go in and you're going to be a little softer and, hey, honey, bunny, or just, hey, um, I just, it would mean a lot for me if you'd be willing to attend a couple's counseling session with me. You can kind of make it more about you. Um, I've just been really struggling with some stuff and it would mean a lot if you could support me in that right? That way it doesn't feel like you need to go into couples counseling with me or we are done, right? Yeah. And there's something really important there is it's not framed in a way that it feels like you're bringing them in because they are the problem. Yes. So thank you for clarifying that. So one of the first ways is you make it about 
you, not your partner. And you make it about a we thing from a positive side. Like, I think we could really learn a lot. And I think we can become a lot closer. And we can grow together into into like this wonderful partnership. And there's definitely strengths we have, but right now it seems like we're struggling and I wanna reconnect with you. So let me go, because a diff- another approach is, I want to feel more connected to you. I love you so much. I know we've had so much going on in our lives and we have not prioritized our relationship. And I would really love to seek out recommendations and skills and how I can be more connected to you, how we can feel more connected. I mean, who can't hear that, right? That's like beautiful. Like if you were saying, I want to feel more connected to you, I would feel so happy. Like, really? You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. You know, but just again, life gets in the way because there, there's no judgment here on couples that don't do this because 90% of them do. Just life gets in the way. We get really busy. We start to prioritize other things other than our person. And we don't talk about that and how that other person or how we're feeling in our relationship. And then it, you know, it comes to the point where like, this doesn't feel good. We need to go to couples counseling. So that's all okay. But really having a soft, gentle approach into making the request so it can feel that both of you are agreeing to this and and one's not being pulled in or forced. That's what you don't want. And I think another sort of subcategory of that is going to your partner before there's a crisis. You know, because most of the time we have a sense of the things that we're struggling with in our relationship. But if they're not at a place where it's really like become completely unmanageable, we sort of keep our fingers crossed, Mm -hmm. hoping like, oh, maybe it'll just change. But if you can talk to your partner 
earlier on in a pattern of of like, look, things are still like like okay, like we actually are like getting along pretty well. But I think there are just a few things that it would be really nice for us to get some support around. Then you're not pulling them in because you're you're at your wits end. But if you're not careful, you'll get to your wits end. Yeah, right. And you know, there's couples all over the place. They're either like listening to this, like, oh, I guess I could talk with my partner right now and kind of check in and be curious about this. Or we're at our wits end. There's so much anger there. Oh, I just feel completely hopeless. So again, all of that is okay. And I was sorry, side note, I was thinking, you know, that song, I think this is how love goes, check yes or no. You could do a little note, say, well, you go to couples counseling with me, check yes or no. You can cutify it, right? Cutify it. (laughs) All right. So here's an effective way, I think, in eventually getting into couples counseling. And it's what we talked about at the very beginning, which is beginning the process on your own, Mm -hmm. but doing it in a really intentional way. I have met with many individuals over the years who have come into individual counseling knowing that they really wanted to do couples counseling. But we worked for six, eight weeks together and we helped them frame their process in individual counseling to their partner in a very positive way of, hey, I'm learning things about myself. Hey, I'm trying to be more intentional in our relationship. Hey, this has actually been a really positive experience. And sometimes then it sort of bridges the gap for the partner. They see they're like, oh, this actually isn't like having a negative effect on them. It's not really having a negative effect on us. In fact, wow, I've noticed like some positive things. And then maybe it just becomes a little more palpable to the, to the partner. And so not being afraid to begin the journey before your partner's ready to begin the journey. Absolutely. And what about if we are that partner that is a little more resistant or avoidant or absolutely steadfast and absolutely not? I will not go to couples counseling. I will not go to individual counseling. Like, you know, what do we what do we want to say to people that are experiencing that kind of resistance? I mean, this is sort of a, a reverse <laughs> a take on something, but one thing we um, spoke about in a podcast a couple of weeks ago was the importance of when you're going through difficult times, being aware of what you're really grateful for, right? Is being aware of the things in your life that 95% of the population of earth would be grateful to have in their lives. And and the flip for me on that is if I'm that resistance person, looking at what I have to lose, you yeah. know, which which goes through for me a sense of of gratuity. And like I know that like it's something I've been really using in the last like few weeks is like if I'm in a difficult emotional state, whether it's about us or or about work or about whatever. I'm really focusing on like, man, what are all the things about my life that that I'm just so thankful that I have? And it makes, one, it makes whatever difficulty you're going through a little bit easier because you're like, oh my God, I actually have like all these things on the other side. But it also then for me is really motivating to like, you know what, I can deal with this or I can talk to Tara about this or I can weather this like difficult emotional state because gosh, it's worth it because there's so much in my life that is amazing. Mm. 
you know, there's so much that I'm grateful for. So in this case, why wouldn't I want to take that risk to go into couples counseling? Because it's worth it to keep everything else in my life that I like. So what I'm hearing is instead of taking that, you know, immediate, no, I'm not doing that or that reactivity or that avoidance, and you're starting to get curious about it. And maybe you're trying to prioritize and what feels good in your life and almost make a list. You're softening it for yourself then. Instead of the automatic no, it's like, well, what if? And then there could be possibility. And and really what I've noticed for individuals who, because we've seen a lot of them who have been resistant, it's just they're scared. Like what happens if like, at least right now we're together, even though it's like, whatever, like what happens if we go in and it just all blows up? Like there's just this fear that happens and and a misunderstanding of what really what therapy is and wellness and feeling connected is. And But once you get to the root of why you're refusing to go, it gives you the ability to then have a conversation with your partner around why instead of yeah. instead of it looking like I absolutely will not and in protest you're like you know I've got to let you know like I was thinking about this and why I'm really you know resistant to this or absolutely don't want to do it it's like I'm I'm really scared you know maybe I've had a bad therapeutic experience before or maybe like I feel like if I have to go to therapy, something's wrong with me and, and maybe shame happens when I start to think about that. I mean, the conversation could go a thousand ways. Or maybe there's things about my from my past that I just don't want to look at. Yeah. You know, I'm there's just, a lot of I that. don't want to go back. But what what we're saying is like, look, if you are resistant, that is saying that you have a big area of growth. Not that you have a lot of pain you got to deal with, but you have an area of your of yourself that might just be able, you might just be able to break through, you might just be able to expand into, and that maybe your partner would be an amazing ally in that journey. Mm. And maybe having it in a facilitated environment, having it with a thoughtful therapist might make it a heck of a lot easier than it is to do at 9.30 between you know, putting the kids to bed and watching Netflix. Well, and there's also that person like, you know, oh, I don't need directions. I know how to get there. I don't need help, right? Like I don't, what's a therapist really gonna do? Like we don't need that. Well, then you're just doing it because your partner wants you to do it. And you're just gonna sign up because they want you to. Because <laughs> they're worth it. Cause because they're worth they it, right? are worth it. Because you might be that person that's like, I don't need help and that's okay, but- you're in a relationship, right? And it, there's gotta be compromise on some level. And so you do it because your partner feels like there could be some positive benefits to your relationship yeah. if you go. I'll kind of wrap it up here. And this is like the last piece of advice for the person who wants to go to therapy, but their partner doesn't, is being empathetic to their resistance is instead of, I can't believe you don't want to go. It's like, I've asked you a hundred times or just like not saying anything, just addressing an empathetic way of like, you know, I can tell that the idea of going to therapy is really hard for you. And I would love it to happen because I think we could grow up, but I understand you're not ready right now. Oh, that's beautiful. It's beautiful, but hard. <laughs> yeah. Right. But it works sometimes. I think it does. I think it, because what it does is it leaves a door open. 
you're not shoving them through the door, but you're saying yeah. like, hey, I love you. The yeah. door's open. I'm walking yeah. through it. Yeah. We're still in the same house. Yeah. <laughs> but but I want you to join me in this other room. Yeah. Well, and the cool thing too, because we, trust me, we have seen consultations where one is definitely being pulled in by the arms, by the legs, like you will come in through this door and sit down. And once you get there, because I think that one person might think like, oh, this is going to be all about me and what I do wrong in the relationship. And it's going to be a total bitch session about me. And really, right, when you're with a skilled couples counselor, it is about the system. It is about both of you. It is about past. It is about present. It is about future. That you are not a singled out person. That does not happen when you are with a skilled couples counselor. And that automatically, so when we have the people that come in that are really being forced to, like, I don't really want to be here. I'm just here and kind of, like, okay, 30 minutes leaving after the consult, it's like, oh, actually, okay. Like, this is going to be okay. This is not all on me. This is not all on them, the other yeah. partner. That's amazing. Yeah. And, you know, we there are other options out there. And we, we do offer another option for people who want to try something at home as well. It's our relationship renovation at home program. And it's self-guided and there's videos in it. We actually, I don't know if you know this, Tara, we had a couple from the UK just complete it yesterday. No. Who went through the entire program. We should have them on our podcast. That would be amazing. Oh so, my gosh, we have to reach out. So, you know, it is definitely a way to do it at home. It's structured. It has uh, lessons that you go through and, and questions you ask one another. And it, it moves you through a process of just really getting to know each other in a deeper, more intimate, compassionate way. So check it out. There's a link in our show notes. You can also go to our website, relationshiprenovation.com and, and check out under our online programs. And uh, I have a little surprise for you. What? Today is our four-year anniversary of putting out this podcast. Oh my, happy four years. We've been doing this for four years. Oh my and, gosh. And, and thank you all. We've had a, oh my gosh. a lot of growth, especially recently, but we've had people that have been listening to us for, for years now. I'll never forget. I would be so nervous and I'd have this complete outline, like we have to say this and this and, oh, EJ is like deflecting from that outline and he's not doing it in order. And now I'm just like waking up, like wonder what we're going to talk about today. Like just the process of like, how scared I was and how anxious I was to now how free I feel. And hello, that is the process of couples counseling right there. It feels really in the beginning, like overwhelming and maybe hopeless and anxiety producing, but then you go through it. And, you know, four years later for me, no, I was getting more comfortable after like a year. It feels like, oh, we've got this. I've got this. And so all hope is not lost if your partner is a little resistant or just not ready. It's not lost. There are ways to talk about it, to process it, to move through it, where it feels connecting, where it feels compassionate, where you guys can be on the same page, even if you're not quite both ready to be in couples counseling. So thank you once again to uh, our listener who provided us that voice memo and launched us off onto this idea. And we'd love to hear more of your voices and, and put more of you on the podcast because it's just, it's just kind of fun. It just kind of adds a little cool element to the show. It really does. And thank you again for listening. Take care of yourself. Take care of each other. Bye-bye. Bye. Me and you just singing on the train. Me and you listening to the rain. Me and you 
You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.